Hello and welcome to Two Foreskins, One Virgin. Uh, this is the podcast where we uh, we take a look at we take a look at one of the Mr. Bean movies each week. We've been over this a lot. So don't start on this episode. Go listen to the rest of them, and if you like them, then maybe listen to this after you're done with all the previous ones. Uh, Sorry, Butch. What what is this show called? This show is called a Free Bean Salad. Didn't you hear me? Uh, uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, my mistake. I, I heard two being salad. This, uh, this, this, this week we all, as we do every third week, watched the the third film in the Mister Bean trilogy with no uh, hesitation. The, the rare Chinese uh, prequel, uh, top funny comedian, the movie. Uh, it's it's a a, a controversial film among our group that. Uh, has gotten some kickback from uh, my my co-hosts. So, Jack, what did you uh what did you think of this watch? Now, um see, here's the thing. I didn't watch no- it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I watched it. I did. I watched it this morning and I took just a slightly different approach cuz I was kind of I've had a busy few days despite uh the social distancing and uh self-isolation imposed by the you know the current pandemic doing the rounds and my uh my respiratory issues so I- i've been trying to sort out uh sick pay and even like applying for some remote work i was like fuck i still need to watch that movie <laughs> i figured out a way that i could uh complete some of the uh assessments and stuff for remote work while still watching it was uh if i watched it with no volume uh so i just turned off the sound and I gotta say, I don't know what it is, but even in the in the opening few seconds, I, I feel like I was projecting a lot of my own ideas onto the characters, <laughs> like not being able to hear the, you know, I, I don't understand Mandarin, I don't understand the Russian dub on top of it either, <laughs> but I just felt like I could relate to them a little bit more and kind of just, I don't know, it was much more enjoyable, so it was... It was uh, it was a two out of five this week for me, which is uh, probably as good as it gets for this film, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that. Like, I, I, you know, I still hate it, without question. I this movie depresses me very deeply every time we have to watch it. Like the the weeks where I know I have to watch it at some point, they drag on for an eternity. I really don't. I really we don't like actually- this film. We were saying that before recording, saying that um, you know, the good weeks just seem to pass by really quickly, but as soon yeah. as Top Funny comes around, it just seems to drag. Like, this has been the longest week of my life. <laughs> I, uh, it just doesn't end. I, and then I as soon always as I watch Top Funny. Everything just sped up. Whenever I, whenever we finish recording a Top Funny episode, I always get like a little bit of relief. Like, all right, two more weeks, two good weeks before I have to watch that again. <laughs> and they just fucking go just like it's it's horrible it's awful uh, rob what did you think of this viewing i'm drinking some water <laughs> um, that's a, that's rob's good. review of this uh this this viewing uh i hated it i still hate this movie i watched it dry completely vanilla because i'm still <laughs> no water I c- yep. I, c- <laughs> I can't think of any way to improve this movie. Uh, it was awful. I took two small notes on the film and also uh, two existential cries for help. One of which is just in all caps, NO, and one of which is the uh, the sentence, I think I'm gonna die, repeated several times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as reference to uh, all that jazz. Yeah, which Rob forced me to watch the the night. That, hold on, <laughs> hold on. You're you're putting this a weird spit on this. Um, but yeah, I didn't force you to do anything. You just watched two movies that. Oh, well, I you liked, just get you on know? to what you thought of the pissing film. What did I think of the movie? What did I think of the movie? Um, I thought it was good. I have no complaints. It was an enjoyable hour and twenty nine minutes. Um, I watched it a funny way. How did you watch it? How did you? Um, I put it into the world-class editing software, Windows Movie Maker. And then I applied <laughs> the animation and... Um, oh, God, I forget I forget what it's uh, what the tab is called. I think it's the animation and one other tab. But um, 
I put it up the brightness to the max and then also put this weird like overexposed like red filter on it. So pretty much the entire screen is white at all times except for like eyes and like lips and stuff. <laughs> um, and then any really dark backgrounds are just like these big red distorted messes. Um, I, I watched it at the normal speed but I, I synced up the entire movie to Captain Beefheart's Trout Mask Replica. Um which uh, anyone in the know that is a, a very fun album that completely throws any musical convention out the window and uh, a lot of it is uh let's just say not enjoyable to those who are unaccustomed to it <laughs> um, so uh, i think jack knows what i'm talking about here but, yeah um, i mean practically unlistenable might be a stretch but uh <laughs> i mean i enjoy a, it but i mean i can't i like i, I like I it i do like it as an album but it is just like just imagine five musicians playing completely out of time for an hour. Oh, not only out of time. They're all playing completely different songs at the exact same time. <laughs> um, while Beefheart, who is like 20 decibels higher than everything else in the mix, just kind of lilts. Shouts um, and lilts. Oh, about like uh, a neon meat dream of an octofish and uh, <laughs> um, being fast and bulbous and... Uh, and um <laughs> uh what's the other one um something uh something also tapered um yeah he's uh he's an interesting fella but uh, i decided to watch it to that and i literally have no real thing to say about how i watched it it was very uneventful it was just <laughs> listening to a really chaotic album i also did leave all of the movie um like sound in so I could still hear the Chinese and Russian like screaming over each other <laughs> underneath the mix. So it was a very heavy listen. I, I I didn't listen with headphones. Um, I do have one note: the fact the hair pie bake one, which is um for the most part just extended, extremely high pitched, annoying, uh, saxophone solo. Uh, I think it's a saxophone. Um, and it's just fucking riffing completely out of time and key uh for like five minutes and that comes on uh when bean shows up uh, which <laughs> <I liked. laughs> uh besides that i actually have nothing else to say not one other thing of note happened um Jesus but Christ. i do have i do have a bit to say about the film itself i think this film and there's a reason i gave it two stars this time i think this film works as a template for all other films to cast themselves onto okay i think when you're making a film you can look at this film silently or whatever and place your movie on top of it it's like it's like you know when you go into iMovie and they have like the trailer options and you can pick like horror movie or like bollywood movie or whatever yeah and it has like it all laid out there you just put in your own like videos and text um it feels like that that you can just kind of put whatever you want onto it and it'll probably still work. Um, I tried it with a couple of films. Um, although, again, I'm in self-isolation at the moment. So I don't have any good editing software besides Windows Movie Maker. So I end up just getting up movies in, in different tabs and splitting my screen in half and playing them both at the same time. And um, I tried a couple of movies. And while it didn't work, I can see how it would. <laughs> 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 that's the scientific method isn't it Let's just... <laughs> it's definitely it definitely could work it just it didn't you just stop at the hypothesis stage <laughs> <laughs> um i tried uh what movies did i try i tried some scenes from the darjeeling limited by wes anderson um i tried some scenes from the favorite by yorgos lanthimos uh i tried some scenes from an extremely goofy movie um and again none of which did anything but i think in theory they could and that that that's all i kind of have to say about top funny i didn't take any notes yeah, <laughs> I, i'll be real i'll be real i i've said everything i want to say about top funny i mean i've got uh, i've got so two far. two quick notes uh my first note is that uh one of the characters i took note of one of the shirts that they're wearing the shirt just says fake 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 but the F's have been written over with different letters, so it's uh, take, wake, make. I didn't take any like note uh, about it, I just took note that it, it existed. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, and my other note was uh, in the opening scene. The opening scene, which I should point out for the audience who hopefully hasn't seen this film. The opening scene lasts uh, literally about ten minutes. but It's an feels, uncomfortably long scene. It feels like it goes on for a fucking eternity. It feels uh, like the longest point so of the movie. Like Once that scene is over, I feel like I've gotten over the brunt of the movie, even though it is only the first ten minutes. Yeah, but it I just, get that. It just goes on forever and doesn't stop. But I took a note here that the stage that the people are performing on the opening scene, it's like a, a dressed up like a big television. Uh, and I, I just... Week one or week three. I, yep, I know, but I, t- I took down here meta-commentary. They're in a TV and the unimpressed audience is a reflection of our views on the film. Uh, but that's uh, that's literally every fucking note I have on this film. Oh wait, okay, maybe not the best time to talk about this, but I will bring it up again. Um, uh, Butch, you watched Synecdoche, New York this week and didn't enjoy it, but um, in week one I alluded to this movie being very similar to it, and oh, I yeah. hated both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get what I like? That was so long ago, and I've lost all my notes since then. So um, do, do I, I get forget. it? Uh, uh, well, in the sense that they're both incredibly overlong, boring pieces of crap. But also, like, Synecdoche is at least like had dialogue I could understand. <laughs> well, so, I was I... alluding more to that. The first bit is that they're all like actors playing actors in like a stage setting um i could i could kind of see that except i get the feeling that synecdoche is doing it in a much more pretentious way you, you just can't even bring up synecdoche without you without you insulting it but that's that's okay <laughs> um. so should we move on to our mailbag <laughs> um yes uh, Jesus, can because we just... we're actually we're actually all out of notes <laughs> we're literally like what <laughs> 15 minutes into this this is embarrassing uh it's not embarrassing. This Listen. movie sucks ass, and there's n- there's no two ways about it. We got oh, on fine last top funny episode ending after ten minutes. Yeah. Right, well, look, congratulations, listener. You don't have to listen to any more top funny uh, news. So, uh, <laughs> me and Jack both. Uh, I posted on the official uh, Instagram account. Jack posted on his personal account uh, a question sticker. I guess I'll go through my free questions first. Question number Go one ahead. from user Earth to Joe asks: Will you ever have guests? Oh, we no. uh, we already have. <laughs> <laughs> we have had Gavin. Ga- um, I count, I'd, I'd count Gavin as a guest. I'd count Gavin as a guest. I don't. Gavin, Gavin seems like an honorary member. To be honest, Gavin can kind of come <laughs> on every episode for the rest of the podcast, and I wouldn't really see anything wrong with it. That's uh really fair i'd love to have more guests on and i'd like to put out an open call if anyone wants to ev- ever be on the show like i don't think we'll say no yeah, to anyone kinda, as long desperate. as you watch the fucking movie that we're talking about that week i think we'd be very happy to have literally anyone on more I've, than what uh, i'm willing yeah, to do i've most got weeks. a i've got i've got a line on a few guests uh, uh a few people who have uh, come to me personally and said that they'd be interested in coming on so uh yeah, like once the lockdown's over and like everything's a bit more, uh, you know, simple to 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 arrange, then sure, like mm. you know, we got plans. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I just I just think guests. if someone comes on, you know, they have to be some relation to us. They can't just be some randomer. Like you know, we have to, you know, they'd have to be like a girlfriend or something. You know. Yeah. A what? The... Oh, sorry. I uh, I don't know what what did I say, Butch? What did I say? I don't, I, don't, I don't remember. Oh, okay. You can cut this out. Okay. There wasn't even Mark Tremonti Fanboy asks, in your eyes, who is the real top funny comedian? Um, Jack. I, I mean, Me? Yeah. How? Probably, probably be someone funny. like George Carlin or something, right? No, fuck <laughs> George Carlin. I'm saying Jack. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Jack is funnier than George Carlin. You've made me I laugh get... more than any George Carlin joke I've seen. <laughs> God, okay, it's me. I don't know. Leno Reifenstahl was pretty funny. I think (laughs) Leno Reifenstahl. I don't know. Yeah, I think I have to give it to Matt Rudden instead of Jack Rudden. Matt Matt Rudden is probably the top funny comedian in my books. Jay Leno (laughs) Reifenstahl. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the the top funny comedian to Jay Leno Re- Ravenstone. J- J- <laughs> I'm not over this. This isn't something we should brush off. <laughs> so uh, my next question is from uh, my uh, my hetero life mate Olivia Velvet Grace. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you're what? I still didn't understand that. Um, it seems that I don't understand the words or terms you're using. So anyway, she uh, she well, asks. Well, no, I need to know. I mean, what's the point on asking your question? Ah, <laughs> uh, your girlfriend. Ah, okay. <laughs> Thank God I know now, or else this question would have been pointless. Sorry, just a quick aside. Are we running the most abstract podcast on the planet? Oh, we could be. We're about to, uh, when we when we finish these questions. Uh, she asks, what celebrities would you like to be in a cuddle sandwich with? Brackets, one each side of you. Um, oh. Bean circa Bean 97. Uh, Bean circa um, <laughs> Bean, Bean's Holiday 2007. And, um, I don't think Bean is a, is a celebrity. I mean, in Top Funny Comedian he is. By, by that time he's a celebrity. Okay, well then, Bean circa Top Funny Comedian... Um, Bernice and Allison, after they inevitably become the uh, Vogue lesbian <laughs> cover couple. Amazing. Uh, um, should I wait? Hold on. Should we give like proper answers? <laughs> <laughs> proper answers. That implies proper that we have answers. some degree of like professionalism. <laughs> um, just any celebrity in a cuddle sandwich. That's just all it says. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess you two, if we're... Oh, we're not like, celebrities. We're, yeah, but I mean, we have the most listened to Bean podcast in the world. That's I mean, some that's, sort of celebrity. That's true. That's technically celebrity status. That's wholesome. I was I was going to say uh, Kurt Russell and Sama Hayek, but you know, you you guys do you. Ooh. Ooh. Um, um, who would be... Oh, what about like uh, Matthew Lillard and Jack Black? <laughs> 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 That's a good one. Okay. I think it'd be nice. It'd be a lot of giggles. There would be a lot. It'd be a very lovely, laughy sandwich. <laughs> uh, I gotta go with Sufjan Stevens. Could be up there. I bet he's a good cuddle. Uh, God, who else? Uh, who do I want to cuddle? Oh wait, hold on. I was thinking of it more like night, like favorite people. But like, if we think about it, like who would actually be a good cuddle? I, I think Jennifer Garner would be, would be good. She seems like yeah. m- motherly, you know. Yeah, um, I get that. And then maybe like, uh, who else seems like protective? Michael Keaton, Kurt Pusherman. We <laughs> <laughs> got those two very loaded though. answers. <laughs> um, I'm ready to move on. <laughs> You're ready uh, to move on. That's, that's all the questions I have. Okay, on to the questions that I have. Uh, so the first one is actually just a statement from a uh, Vibe Vestments. Uh, it just says, "Hi, Jack Rudden underscore Music underscore Kitchen," and then a flag. <laughs> Um, what flag is so it? Mo- I don't know. Uh, Moving on. Uh, um, we- <laughs> 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 uh, moving on, we have um, Adam Patrick Butler asking, how many beans? Three. Uh, yeah, that's three beans <laughs> about right. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a unanimous three from us, Adam. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I like that question a lot. <laughs> I think that's my favorite question we've got. <laughs> can I? Can we name Adam the top funny comedian? Yeah, yeah no, I, I, think I revert the, my uh, answer to him. Yeah, maybe every week we should have a top funny comedian. No, we run a competition. Okay, fair enough. Adam, you are the top funny comedian <laughs> now and forever. It's such a pure question. Yeah, uh, it's all. It also kind of feels like he didn't finish writing the question. He sent send by accident. Um, um, and we have one more question from a. Uh, well, it's a a handsome young fellow by the name of uh, Double Underscore 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 U. 
And uh, he says, have you guys ever seen the movie Deathbed? The bed that eats. Well, well I actually, so I actually have. I, I watched, watched it. Uh, I watched week. it just this week. I rewatched this it. This like, is well, you guys, this week too. That's so this crazy. Is, but Jack guys, Rodden, did so, you watch it this I, week as well? I I watched it just last night. That's as a insane. matter of fact, it's so weird that we all watched it within the same couple days. Isn't that so strange? I don't know about you guys, but I took several pages of notes as well. well. Yeah, I, I took, took like a, full a page, page of notes, notes, which is not what I usually do when watching films. But for some reason, this time I decided to do that. Yeah, isn't that so bizarre, guys? That's um, so strange. So to answer the question, double underscore 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 you, uh, yes, it seems all three of us have seen Deathbed, the bed that eats. Well, I'm um, curious. I'm curious now. What did you guys think of it? Wow, okay, well now on to our Patreon shoutouts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, Deathbed is a, uh, uh, ni- 1977. Uh, sure, the movie was shot, I, like I say, around like between 72 and 74. Uh, a, a final answer print was finally made in 1977. Uh, it was shot in 16mm, uh, and the, the director, uh, it was his first, and as far as I'm aware, only film, director George Barry, who also briefly appears in the film as the demon that possesses the uh, titular bed. Uh, <laughs> hey, and, uh, stop you there, that's not what happens. Oh, yeah, sorry, that's not quite what happened, sorry. Uh, we'll get into the fucking plot in a second, Let's, I'm still <laughs> on the background. Uh, so, he tried to ship it out to distributors, but the film would have cost about $3,000 to blow up from 16mm to 35mm, and nobody wanted to pay the cost for that. Uh, he got Shocking. a few people... He got a few people that were interested in a home video release, uh, but again, you know, they, they, like, you know, wouldn't pay for it to be transferred, uh, and to have credits and stuff put on it. Uh, so, But uh, some bootleg releases of it got released in the UK and I think Australia and Spain. Uh, my father claims to have watched this film in the early 80s on a, a double feature with I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the the film That's itself, amazing. the director, the director wasn't aware at all that it got released until he was browsing the internet around two thousand one, two thousand two, and was on a forum and found people reviewing uh, his film that he had basically completely forgot that he made, uh, <laughs> and then it got put out. Uh, for the first time, it got an official release around 2003 on DVD. It's now been put out on Blu-ray as well, which is kind of amazing. And also uh, been added to the Criterion Collection. It it, it hasn't, but it should be. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was, yeah. Uh, so it was picked up by that's... Netflix on a multi-million dollar deal and is now streaming on all their services. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's the, uh, that's the background of the production. I want to I know how you guys got on with it, because I've seen the film several times before. I own a, own a Blu-ray copy of the film. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean... Jesus, I actually don't know where to start with with deathbed, the bed that eats. Um, I like the subtitle, I mean, just in just in case. <laughs> just in is. case you were wondering, just it's in case you thought bed. it was about beds that are dying, it's not. No, it's the bed that eats. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He um, doesn't. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, you can cut that <laughs> out in post. <laughs> I, gee, I mean, I wrote in my letterbox review of this film that I think it very well could be the purest form of. Maybe like anti horror because I've never been <laughs> less frightened by, like you know, I've seen my fair share of I guess like semi low budget kind of B tier horror films, Insidious, and some of them, Paranormal Activity, <laughs> Annabelle. <laughs> you know, I just, I just, okay, I'm I'm gonna just pose a what a very very. Simple question in a moment, but first of all, I want to say that you know, I feel like it's been said many times before that a horror cinema as a genre has been probably one of the most effective ways of, uh, I guess, fictitious media addressing like prominent societal norms. Like, yeah. even mm. you look at so you look at something like even I know The Exorcist, 
which came out in 1973. And that's, you know, even though I probably don't agree with the... In fact, I, I wholeheartedly would not agree with the, the kind of views towards femininity and, like, feminism put forth in that film. But it's very much, it's yeah, it's very much like the fear of like people like straying from religion and women becoming more independent. There's some subtext with that, mm, and like okay. it does that in a really fantastic way. Like I think, like I don't I agree with was, what uh, the... I thought it was a film about a little girl that got possessed by a demon. Well, it's also that you know that's <laughs> <laughs> that's the plot at surface level. But you know, I feel like God, horror is a... the incel majority here to defend the corner. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm reminded of a quote uh, about the film Jaws, where uh, uh, a, f- a few people were like, I think the film's about Watergate, and I think the film's about Vietnam, and then a third person just went, I think it's about a shark. Um, I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm reminded of a, a classic Spielberg quote uh, in talking about Jaws. Um, it was when he was in conversation with a school teacher, and uh, the school teacher said, uh, the water is blue. Um, because it represents uh, melancholy, and then Spielberg uh, said to the school teacher, uh, "The water is is just blue. It represents water." <laughs> Sometimes, but, um, is that, is that, that's is what just you're alluding to. But, yeah, but um, what the fuck is Deathbed about? Was I there a really fear of <laughs> carnivorous beds in the seventies? From what I from what I gather, because uh, I I listened uh, to the commentary track that the director and uh, and and film critic Stephen Frower provide on the Blu-ray, and the director claims that the story came to him in a dream, uh, which <laughs> seems fitting enough. Uh, Wait, and- did, I'm sorry, that just, <laughs> is that not how um, John Borman came up with Zardos as well? I'm seeing a pattern here. Zardos, <laughs> that's crazy. I only watched Zardos uh, like a month ago. Did you guys also watch Zardos? <laughs> <laughs> what did we think? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's. I don't think deathbed. It, it, I mean, deathbeds. It's. It, I think it's about a killer bed. Uh. Um, I guess so. I watched this with my uh, with Sersha, who um, is so, actually who's Sersha? Who's Sersha? What is she to you? Oh, um, she uh, is a person I know. Okay. Okay. Um, we watch Deathbed together for some reason because it's a great date movie apparently. Um, wait, 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 she... wait, wait! You're dating her? No, 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 no! It's just that theoretically, if we were on oh, a date, that okay. would be a good movie to play. Phew. I know. Imagine I was dating someone and didn't suggest it every single time I bring up their name. That would be horrible. Uh, that would anyway. be terrible, Rob. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> she's currently doing her thesis on uh, horror movies and their attitudes towards women. Uh, throughout the 70s and 80s um, and it's her research so far has been very interesting but um, one of the things that she's learned throughout her research of horror is that uh, obviously creature features in horror movies uh, in early cinema were all very based around monsters and you know these mad uh, uh, otherworldly lands and creatures that uh, just plain don't exist but is scary because it's like the unknown but then in the 70s and around then 60s and 80s as well, uh, these horror themes extended into the the own home and the surrounding areas. Uh, obviously, it's a bit later, um, but take something like Jaws, where, you know, it could have been about some big ravenous shark with legs. But uh, it's just about a shark in a small little town in America, you know. And it, okay, it made, well, now I want to see the down. film where he has legs. <laughs> <laughs> it's bigger jaws. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so horror around this time was coming into the, uh, you know, people's own homes and own lives. And naturally, when this person was making a movie, he thought, hmm, I sleep in my bed every night. That's scary. Um, and then decided <laughs> to, uh, he might as well have just filmed himself being asleep. For an hour and 20 minutes because that's how I was feeling <laughs> um, I said in my letterbox review sometimes the most unique ideas can be the worst executed um, which I think perfectly sums up my opinion on this and Zardos both stunningly original ideas uh, in theory but then they decide to have an interesting uh, concept be completely derailed by absolute boredom and uh, nothing <laughs> happening at all. Um, oh, c- 
conversations, poorly lit rooms, <laughs> bad <laughs> ADR. Is so bad in this fucking film. <laughs> and I mean, like, I I understand that it it's low budget, but like even location wise, like it, they just did it in a field, and then beside like a fucking dirty pond, like it's just boring to look at. And then I like. Mean... Yeah, Half the I... film is just like inner monologue of just being like, <laughs> I don't feel right. They are not talking to me nicely. I want to go home, but I'm not going to say anything. I'll go asleep. And then when I tell them I feel sick, surely they'll drive me home. Like, it's You just... know what I found really weird about the... Well, all of the dialogue in this film, actually. <laughs> I was gonna say the inner monologues, but even the the it's it, in fact, especially the the uh, external dialogues between people. Everyone's so quiet. I'm kind of, like I'd actually want to draw a parallel there to this episode because this is the first episode we've all filmed, like well recorded um, alone. Usually, me and Jack are together, and we're usually in mm. a studio where yeah. we can be really loud. Um, yep. But we're all at home now, and I don't know about you guys, but I personally can't be very loud, which is probably why I sound very boring this episode, because uh, you know, <laughs> loud equals funny. Loud um, does equal funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a nice parallel there between us and the movie, because uh, the movie, just nobody is kind of into it. It kind of feels like these people just accidentally wandered onto the set. And the director is just like, ooh, ooh, lie down the bed and pretend uh, you're sinking into the bed. And it, it, yeah, it's I think you. we need to talk about the mechanics of the bed because I've seen the film multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> I still don't understand it. Hold on. First, before we talk about the mechanics, should we go over the story a little bit? Um, I do like how um, <laughs> the, the film story. is split up into chapters. Breakfast, I, lunch, did, dinner, did, and just dessert. The story. Hey guys, hold on. Shut up for a sec. I'm saying something. I'm saying something poignant. Um, I I like the uh, how the film is split up into chapters: breakfast, lunch, dinner, and just desserts. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Um, I, but yeah, uh, yeah Jack, film, what were you saying about the story? The, I mean, the the film is a bizarre little thing because it's it's. I mean, you hear the See, title I... "Death." You hear the title "Deathbed: The Bed That Eats." You get an immediate image in your mind. You're thinking like a shitty horror film, which it is. But you're thinking like, ah, oh, horny teens take turns having sex on the bed and lots of gratuitous nudity, and then, oh, it eats yeah. them somehow. What you're not expecting is some black comedy art house film. Sorry, which did you did hold on? Did you say black comedy? I would argue. This, I've 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 listened this, to the no, comment. No, no. Was this was this supposed to be funny? I've I've listened to the commentary track, and the director says that there that there are lots of parts where it's intentionally meant to be humorous. And now is that like a Tommy Wiseau thing where people just laugh at it, and he's like, "Ah, yes, intentional humor." I mean, I <laughs> hope so, but at the same time, there are some parts of the film where, like, there is I I find it hard to believe that because like the director seems like a, a nice fellow. He seems he's not like Tommy Wiseau where he sounds like he's from another planet. Like he sounds like he knows <laughs> vaguely what he's talking about. And th- there are some parts where I look at it and I go like that's just like that has to be a joke. Like when the it's the newspaper <laughs> montage. Oh, the, the newspaper <laughs> montage oh, is hilarious. Oh, no, like that, that has just, to like, be the, a joke. The newspaper headlines just mayor demands action and then there's like ADR of the mayor going action action. We need action. And then the very next newspaper <laughs> mayor disappears. <laughs> <laughs> and also the fact that it's all the exact same like newspaper with the same photo and everything it's just the headlines yeah. different. <laughs> I'll I tell you what was... really uh, made me laugh uh, was in the first, I guess, uh, eating scene uh, where it's the couple, the first the couple, yeah, yeah, first chapter Breakfast. where the couple are on the bed and they've got their uh, picnic supplies, which were, I thought, re- such an odd array of items to bring for like apple, yeah, apple wine, and wine, fried and chicken, <laughs> a, a bucket of fried chicken. And I fucking, <laughs> I genuinely laughed out loud when the bed, uh, like, sucks in the bucket of chicken, but then returns the bucket. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, I like the man's reaction, where he, uh, he takes the chicken out. I must have made a wine mistake. Bottle. Yeah, he's like, oh, I must have brought the empty wine bottle, the empty <laughs> bucket of chicken, and the eaten apple. No, 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 no. It would have been, like, one thing if he'd said that, but he just looks at the chicken and just goes, I must have made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Also, a lot of picnics in this movie. 
Yeah. I feel the director really overestimated how many people regularly have picnics. Because <laughs> that's not a very common thing. There's, there's two picnics in this movie. At three. Are there three? Yeah, yeah, I counted three. Don't ask me to name where they are, but I counted three. And that is three more picnics than I've had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> sure, like, I'm willing to give a brief recount of the p- what plot I was able to pick up if you guys think that that's worth doing. I mean, I feel like it's such a, like, anti-plot. It really is just like, okay, people talking, bed eats. People talking, Bed eats. Yeah, and then people we talking. Bed eats. Exposition. Yeah, then we get flashbacks <laughs> from a dead artist who's trapped behind his own painting for some Did reason. I, I assumed that the film was completed, and then they were looking at it at the end and go, "Hold on, none of this makes sense." So then they said, "Let's add in a narrator." But obviously, we can't. Oh, what? All like Zardos? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Oh, all the actors are already gone." So what do we do? Oh, what if we just get someone to just hide behind a, a painting? And that's the reason he never interacts with anyone is because he's 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 behind the, the painting. And then he <laughs> just explains the movie for us. So shall I, uh, trapped behind I... my painting, as it were, uh, the painting being the <laughs> so coronavirus. So many parallels to this movie. Uh, shall, uh, shall I explain this movie? <laughs> I mean, do your best. Do your best. What happens is there was a demon who was a tree and then became the wind and then fell in love with a girl and turned into a human form. But because he was a demon, he accidentally killed her. But that's after he made a bed to seduce her with. And then his eyes shattered because he was so sad that this girl he fell in love with died. And when his eyes shattered, he cried tears onto the bed. And then hold the on, bed hold became... On, hold on. That's slightly inaccurate. Um, we're told that demons, uh, of course, and it's it, it's told to us as if like it's an obvious thing. Because demons always have uh, blood eyes. Um, so when his eyes shatter, <laughs> the blood leaks out. He doesn't cry. The blood leaks uh, from his man, eyes. Fucking liquid comes out of his eyes. I would call uh, no, that crying. Blood. Well, hold on. Is blood that's not, not what, a liquid? That's not what. It's not what the man in the picture told us. I just go on by his word. So blood comes out of his eyes and drips onto the bed, and that possesses the bed, and then the demon goes back to a tree and falls asleep and only wakes up like every ten years or something. And th- anyway, so the bed. This is like hundreds of years ago. Then the bed. Uh, Wait, hold on, hold on. Sorry to keep interrupting. Does I was confused with this. Does is the bed possessed or is does it just become alive? I guess it just becomes alive. Because yeah, I don't it think it's actually possessed. Yeah, I think it becomes alive, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, so then the bed. I just don't want our it, listeners to be confused. The the bed, uh, it, through like the centuries, uh, eats lots and lots of people, uh, and somehow, somehow we'll get to somehow that a lot of people find themselves just in this bed. <laughs> yeah, and then like it's not eventually, like something like eventually it's just it's put just... into the basement of this crumbling old mansion and. Uh, that's kind of where the film picks up. At some point, it eats an artist who's got, like, cancer, and after painting the bed, the bed eats him and for some reason traps him behind his own painting, like, in limbo, and gives it's it... also an like, orgy. Get, there's an orgy at one point, but, like, that's not really plot-relevant, I don't think, uh, <laughs> as opposed to the rest <laughs> yeah. of the film. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, remember three weeks ago I called uh, Zardos vacuous hippie porn? <laughs> I I, I did I did take it I I, t- I took a note during this that just said uh, that was just the words vacuous gore porn which is just I like, don't even but, it's, vac- it's vacuous piss porn I mean which just implies the existence of meaningful piss and gore porn but <laughs> uh, do you have to address how the the piss imagery throughout this film <laughs> I saw it more as like apple cider like no I saw, I saw it, it as piss. oil. Or piss. I did like see piss as well. well. I, I don't fucking... Should we, let's talk about how the fucking bed eats people. Like, how does it... Like, who so wants to start? So basically, people kind of just sink into the bed, and then randomly they'll just start bleeding in places. So, like, when the first people are... Not the first people, because we don't... Well, actually, no, we do see a bit of that. So basically, the first people are making out, and there's a lot of titty rubbing, and then mm-hmm. they're, the, the curtains, like, close, and then they're eaten, which never happens again. The curtains, I don't think, ever close again. But, um, no, but they are used as tentacles later on. True. <laughs> but which these is hilarious. Kind of, these people kind of descend into the bed, but then whatever 
body part isn't already being eaten just starts to bleed i guess um so i don't know if they're like combusting as well like, as I, the, I, I, i'm not sure I'm what's happening thinking but it's then, like maybe stomach acid or something that's dissolving them kind of but then it possibly. like takes bites out of things <laughs> Yeah, the start, the start of the movie is just a black screen and like two minutes of just ow, 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 uh, like a like. It's but so it sounds gross. like apple. It sounds just sounds like eating an apple. Yeah. It doesn't sound like anything else. Um, but then yeah, so once they descend into the bed, which by the way, I my eyes didn't trick me. This bed isn't like one of those beds that like descend completely to the floor. There's a lot of room underneath this bed. Like it is just mm. the mattress. I mean, yeah, yeah okay. but also it's like possessed by a demon or some shit. So yeah, I yeah, but I it would have been, I it would have been better. Know. Maybe it like it transports made more you sense. into an alternate dimension or something. It would have made more sense if the bed had like no or had like an underneath, but it doesn't. Um, anyway, these people just kind of descend into you're the talking, bed. You're talking. Hang on, you're talking about sense in a movie about a killer bed. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, if he's expecting me to believe this, there has there has to be some air believability, and yeah. my believability Suspension went out the window when I didn't see. Baby. Yeah, when I didn't see underneath to the bed anyway these people are like sucked into the bed and then they end up in this like big yellow universe where it could look like oil or whatever stomach acid but it, it it's just piss and it's just yellow bubbling yeah. piss um but i did actually like the image at the start when the wine bottle gets dragged under and there's like gulps of wine just being like, that was really out. cool that looked kind of cool and um, the first time you see it and then you realize that that is kind of the only visual they have so that gets reused uh, for the entire movie. Um, then, like, I guess some people find it hard to get out of the bed. Others, like, there's the scene of these two men in the bed. And w- and when they start getting eaten, neither of them say anything. But one of them just oh, starts shooting the bed. God. Yeah. And yeah. It doesn't seem to do anything. Um, but then also later on, there's can someone... We, can we th- talk... Hold on, hold on. Can we talk the, the... about those guys? Um, <laughs> just a I mean, quick we second. Can. We can. Um, let me find my note on this. What were they doing? <laughs> they I were mean, playing cards. They were playing cards, but the the guy, the second guy to get eaten, uh, says something, and I can't figure out for life. You, I said I have written down, "Oh, Musamus, I'm being <laughs> eaten alive," <laughs> which he says with zero hint of emotion and so quietly. <laughs> Oh, every bit. Of, hold on, I'll I'll do a reenactment of the dialogue. Um, I'm not giving any quotes, but actually just like of how it sounds. Oh, I'm I'm getting. Oh no! Oh, that's crazy! Wow, this is insane! I am being eaten alive. And that's kind of everything. Um, how does the bed uh, get the writing on the cards? Well, hold on, hold on. Let me there. I I want to finish my point here. Is that later on? I forget who it is because I didn't care enough to take note of it. Somebody is being eaten, and they like managed to crawl out of the bed and they're still like in one for piece. about they're just five like minutes bloody yeah oh and i took lo- note on how long it is of fucking crawling from the bed to the door and this room seems to grow fifty thousand times because this scene goes on <laughs> for like 10 minutes of just crawling and um, uh, like being in pain so um, infuriating but to then watch. it's it's confusing on how the bed eats them is it dissolving them is it because it's making biting noises but then when this person gets out of the bed they're covered in blood but their whole body is still intact Uh, as far as we know but then later on somebody's hands get eaten and they're obviously dissolved because they're just bones which i will admit Uh, is very funny of the man (laughs) man sitting there with like skeletons coming out of his jacket and um one of his fingers fall off one of the bones fall off and i'll i'll quote him here um great (laughs) one of his bones fall off and he kind of just shrugs it off he goes oh Great. I mean, wow, everyone in the film talks an internal monologue, so presumably he's screaming in his head. No, I, I'd imagine in his head he's just going, Ow. Ow. Do you know what my theory is? My genuine theory on why this film exists. Um, The man likes beds. That's one way of looking at it. I won't dismiss it. My theory is... uh, Butch, what's the director's name again? George Barry. George Barry. George Barry had uh, a friend working in special effects. And one day his friend comes to him and says, George, you're not going to believe it. I figured out a way to make it look like a bed 
can eat people. <laughs> no, and let's it get looks... this straight. This man has, is in his first day of like, <laughs> school. Yeah, and he's just like, George, he's like, it looks great. They, the people, they start foaming and then they sink into the bed and then they dissolve and there's piss everywhere. And, <laughs> and George, George goes, like, oh. Hang up the phone, I'm coming over. Yeah, and George goes, oh, fuck, this sounds amazing. Do you, is there is there any way that that we could like maybe stretch this out to like an, an hour and uh, seventeen minute long film? And he just goes, George, I've got you covered. Just <laughs> loads of unnecessary nudity, just loads and loads <laughs> of unnecessary actually, nudity. Not as much not as much. I was. I know, hoping but be. when there is, it's just like it's so weird and robotic and just like clumsy. I don't know. See, it was just not needed. <laughs> See, yeah. I don't know. With these kind of B-tier R movies, I, I always uh, look forward to the nudity in it because just the absurdity of people, like, running around <laughs> naked away from a killer is very funny. It always seems to be the B-tier ones that, like, go full for it. And, like, I don't know, like, take something like uh, Return of the Living Dead, which is actually a great mm. movie, a fantastic yeah. movie. But there's just a character who's just naked for the whole movie, <laughs> which is just it's very funny. Everything, everything, everything to do with that character just way funnier. So like, I was I was praying for a bit of that in this movie, but sadly there isn't. Um, Even that opening scene, like boob grabbing. It's just so robotic, and even the way they're kissing—it looks is sore. It so looks very weird. sore. Looked, yeah, I felt really bad for off, her. He was, was like, like laying into her. What? It's just I like I just think. I don't know. I just I can't be dealing with fucking uh, weird sloppy nudity. I think that was one of my problems with Zardos as well. It was just like <laughs> what, like, like there's there's uh, <laughs> like I have no issue with there being some some fucking nude some some nudie bits in a film, but it, the the way you're doing it is making me like physically it's uncomfortable. uncomfortable. <laughs> like. Uh. Did you guys like the magazine that one of the people were reading? Ah, uh, yes. Oral, Oral Lesbians. Lesbians magazine. <laughs> Alison and Bernice making a cameo. <laughs> and yeah, there were loads of little bits like that where it just kind of has a montage of like people being eaten. And there's one's like, uh, oh, like eats old. I actually think the woman reading the magazine is referred to as old. And then it says, or young. And then it just shows, like, a teddy bear on the bed. And I got really pissed yeah. off because I was like, no, show the bed eating a child. Like, show me. This may sound weird. Out of, and I know I'm probably going to quote it on this, like, out of context. Um, oh, God. I enjoy films that promote the mass murder of children. <laughs> Fuck me, Rob. <laughs> I just, I like <laughs> when films. St- I know. So, I, I, I like so when that's film why you love a- Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Wrenches <laughs> is my favorite Star Wars movie, and That's that is actually a reason why. Mr. Bean's Holiday. <laughs> no, see, like I'm actually, I do, I like films that don't show shy away from like, oh, that's too far. You know, like no fucking like that's why I have a big problem with Halloween three because it's all implied, and you only get to see one child eaten or one child not eaten. I'm thinking of Deathbed. Uh, you only get to see one child like dead, but like no, like if you're gonna hint at it, show it. You know. Um, and it's not like the child's acting would be any worse than anybody else in the film. So, I mean, like, I don't see why they couldn't have shown me that. Um, also, speaking of children, um, when the bed is, like, created, I, I think, um, it shows the bed and there's an audio clip of a baby crying. Um, was the bed a baby? <laughs> like, the bed was a baby and it, it grew up. That bed went through adolescence. I no, don't know what it's th- no, it is. I'm telling you, the baby, like, the, the bed was a baby. The bed can yeah. sleep. Does it? How does um, a bed? How does it sleep? And also, it can masturbate. Hold on. <laughs> I, when was this scene? What scene? The when he masturbates. It's he, when the, like the it? it's when the one girl is like getting undressed and uh, is is like changing into her pajamas. Oh, is that what ju- that was? Yeah, I I I think that was the bed masturbating. Uh, well, I mean, it is just, like, two full minutes of... Uh, sorry, listeners. <sighs> yeah, and then it cuts to the inside of the bed and you see, like, bubbles coming up and stuff in the piss. And 
I thought he was just hungry. I thought he I, was just I, like... assu- I assumed he- I presume it's masturbating. I've yeah, I've been to a restaurant with Jack and uh, whenever he's you know, he's hungry, he's just uh... <laughs> I mean, you know, between my my fucking enormous appetite and my asthma, I just can't help it. Yeah, whenever you see a pencil, you're just like <laughs> <laughs> um, graphite. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did you guys find this film like not hard to follow, but like not wanting to follow it? Like I kept it kept like giving me exposition, and I was actively fighting against listening to it because I didn't kind of want to know. Did you guys get that? I think the thing with me was I just couldn't give a fuck about any semblance of a plot in this film because I'm just like, oh yeah, okay, they're gonna talk for a bit, and then the bed's gonna eat again, and that's it, actually, it forever. <laughs> it did get to a point. I was watching it with Sergeant. I was watching with Saoirse and um, we got to the last, like, I was presuming the film was almost over because I was like, they, they've they literally shown me everything at this point. Like, I don't understand what else could happen. And I was like, surely we're at the end. And I looked in, we're like literally halfway through. And I was like, this movie's literally an hour and 17 minutes. How is it this feel this long? So we end up just anytime there were long talking scenes, we just skip through it, which don't worry. I rewatched the ending this morning um, <laughs> for some reason. Um, but yeah, I kind of from rewatching the last like thirty minutes or so or forty minutes this morning, I don't feel I gained anything that I didn't from just skipping through it mindlessly last night and just on pa- and like on skipping at any semblance of violence. It's just so uh, I don't even know. See, I I think it was there's a weird charm to it because I don't uh, talk no, about it now. <laughs> I felt weirdly charmed by it. I should didn't. I should say. Okay, that's fine. That's fine, Rob. Uh, no, I'm, joking. I'm just being a dick. <laughs> oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> 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 no, um, like this. The thing is, with uh, when we were talking about Zardos a few weeks ago, I didn't realize how much that film annoyed me until we started talking about it. <laughs> uh, you know, I was like, ah, like you know, I was like. Uh, Weird, and then as soon as I opened my mouth, I was like, I fucking hate this movie. But I don't have that with Deathbed. Deathbed, I'm just like, I feel like since it was, I don't know, was it unpretentious? There was a few bits with the exposition where I was like, it's kind of reaching for something. I don't know what, but it's trying to give me some sort of something here. And I feel like I'm meant to be picking up on some fucking theme or some shit. But see, I was talking to bullshit. I was talking to Bush during the week and he was surprised to hear that I didn't hate Zardos and I was like well no I mean like I wasn't saying I hated it last time I was just saying that it just bored the hell out of me and to me I think a film that's boring is worse than a film that is like aggravating like I'd rather be annoyed by a film than bored by one um that's fair I feel I feel how an emotion yeah um as a as a as a wise man once said uh, you know as long if you hate something it's still a worthy reaction and if you hate something there's always the possibility you might end up liking it if you're bored by something that's it it's it's done and that's the worst type of way to feel about media because imagine in a perfect world if you're paying for things you know i'd rather be hate something than just be utterly bored and want to leave because i mean Mm. even hating something can be entertaining um but i think you feel about deathbed how i felt about zardos and still feel about deathbed is just complete (laughs) because i think i came out of deathbed or zardos thinking wow that could have been interesting if it wasn't shit um whereas you came out of it thinking wow there was actually so much like in there that could have been good and then you were angry that it wasn't good and I yeah. think you're at the point now with Deathbed that I've been with the last, like, Zardos and this. is just that there's nothing here. There's nothing here. Um, <laughs> there's, it's just boring and there's just nothing there. And that's why I refuse to call this film bizarre or weird in any way. Because it would be weird if it did anything unique. But it doesn't do anything unique. It's a bed. It's that the eats. opposite of bizarre. <laughs> it's, it's literally so normal that it's boring. Like, nothing bizarre happens. And I, I, I will back that up. Like, I know that may sound stupid to say, um, but <laughs> it, it, it's just so, it's so um, unextraordinary watching this bed do absolutely nothing. And then people just sink into piss. That's not interesting. So I refuse to call it weird or bizarre because it's just so mundane, you know? And I felt that with Zardos as well. It was like the very opening was bizarre and weird and wonderful. Um, but then after that, it's just a bunch of conversations and people wearing wacky outfits. Like, that's not weird. That's just boring. 
it's just watching i'm just watching fair city or eastenders but everyone's wearing <laughs> um gear from star trek you know but like it's, with it's a not... killer bet <laughs> but that's the thing like this just felt like some poorly made soap opera like nothing actually happens and then if if you're killing scenes which are the main draw of the film are boring then the film's just mundane and nothing so i refuse to call this boring or bizarre or weird it's not it's actually just so mundane it hurts and uh yeah so i don't hate this no i do actually i know i hate this it's boring i hate it (laughs) 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 that was a quick quick just went through the uh the five (laughs) stages of grief there i think (laughs) at least with zardos there's some part of it that is interesting i think that's the only reason i didn't give it one star was that like there are parts of it that i think are interesting and not interesting in that there's anything there because there's nothing there i don't think there's anything there in zardos and i was saying this last week you guys were saying like i think there was something there but they never like reached it or they kind of got lost along the way i refuse to believe there's anything there i thought it was just oh let's be weird and in the process of trying to be weird they ended up just being really mundane um but in zardos there are interesting ideas you know and that Mm. i enjoy deathbed doesn't have an interesting idea it's an interesting concept in theory but the concept is made so mundane that it loses all interest you know like if a new film came out called deathbed that had the same premise that was done well i'd probably feel really like annoyed by it because like this idea has been tainted it's been ruined you know there's no way you can revive it and i'm Mm. i'm more so annoyed because i really i wanted to like it because the title was funny (laughs) (laughs) The yeah. title is very funny. Yeah, but I think that's I'll my review, that. really, is that I just can't call it weird because I find calling something weird or bizarre is almost a compliment, and I like saying that about things, but I don't like this movie, and I don't want to say those things about it because it's boring. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that's what I was Fuck. saying with Butch about the week, uh, during the week, is that I, I can't rate objectively. Like, I find it so hard to look at something objectively. I'm such a subjective person. Like, I can look at something and think, wow, that is extremely well made, well acted, and everything about it is good, but it's boring, so I hate it one star. You know? That so, is like, scathing. But, like, that's just the truth. Like, it's it's entertainment value. I don't watch movies to be like, wow, that's really well done. Wow, he really did a good performance, didn't he? And yet I you watch gave it to be entertained. New York five stars. <laughs> Because I enjoyed it. Like, it was entertaining, you know? Same way that you guys gave Mamma Mia, here we go again, good reviews. I found it boring. Hey, 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 hey. Worlds apart. I haven't even seen Synecdoche. That's the problem. You're using the word objectively. Yeah, sure. Mamma Mia, here we go again, probably is objectively perfect. and subjectively perfect. See, subjectively only works for yourself, though. So, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I'm just saying that. Something to be objectively very. I'm well gonna. Done. But I, I I'm not sure boring. if this is a phrase that's been coined before. If it hasn't, I'm coining it now. Uh, but Mamma Mia, here we go again. Is subjectively perfect. <laughs> and that means <laughs> it's objective to you that it's perfect. No, I mean, I mean that it's uh, objectively perfect to everyone's subjective thing. You know. Anyway, Deathbed isn't good. Noted. Okay. Uh, Jack, do you have, I, I don't have closing thoughts? To say. <laughs> My closing thoughts are I'm going to pick a note that. Um, well, no, okay, I have two notes that I want to bring up actually because I have so many notes and there's, uh, there's no way I'm going to get through all of them in these closing thoughts. Um, one of them is just a eyeball on a string. Ha 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 Anyone else laugh at the eyeball on the string? <laughs> Um, I think by that point I was so far checked out that I didn't even really <laughs> take note of it or like take it any felt interest. like a, it felt like a bit of respite in the like the third act of this just really did drag out for me but the eyeball on a string really <laughs> really swung at home um yeah. and I mean, also and hands are pretty funny yeah um this yeah they are pretty funny but um I also one thing that did. I did enjoy throughout the film was the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was kind of cool. It's got that like, I guess uh, mid seventies synthy fucking krautrocky influence to it, which I I love. And you know, good soundtrack, but it is not three composers good. There, yeah, there are three it's... credited composers on this fucking film. 
And I'd from imagine... what I gather, none of them have. A lot of them don't have songs featured in the film. Like the opening uh, music is is from the early two thousands. That's from a a band the uh, with uh, the 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 film critic Stephen Frower has. Uh, and and the, the the film did originally have credit music that is included on the Blu-ray uh, as a bonus feature, and it's like really jazzy and like totally doesn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear that version now because I fucking like I loved the music in the opening in the version that I watched, which was obviously the early two thousands version. Yeah. Uh, or, like ah, uh, I just. I, I just I'll, I'll, I don't, I'll play it I want, once we're done recording. Yeah, I do. I I think I do get what Rob is saying. I wanted to love this film. I really, really wanted to love this film to fucking bits. Mm, but that all that hope dies within the first two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you see how badly lit it is, you're like, oh, it's one of these, isn't it? That's yeah, and like lighting isn't even a thing that I would like. I'd be particularly aware of. Like, it's probably. The, the one thing in filmmaking and, like, just, like, any sort of arts, like, I'm super bad at being critical of, of lighting and stuff, uh, mm. but this, I was, like, I was, like, I was, like, oh, no, this is most certainly terribly lit. That's I the thing, like, in the, in, like, it's literally in the first, like, minute of the film, like, the, the boyfriend uh, is just, like, he's literally just, like, mm. unintelligible from the background. It's just completely black. And, like, yeah. you can kind of see the bottom of the screen. So I don't know if, like, they were obviously just using natural light because I couldn't afford, like, any actual mm. lights. Um, But it's just, like, the most ugly picture. And, like, as soon as that comes on, you kind of realize that there really is going to be no creativity here at all. <laughs> well, you know, there was a... I feel like... Okay, you know, I was going to say there's some cre- creativity with the special effects, but it is the one effect over I mean, and it's, over that's the thing yeah. like it's creative the first time you do it but then it's just derivative you know like i'm sure the first person to play the chord everyone was like wow that's really creative <laughs> like it's not creative if you just keep doing it over and over yeah. for an hour and 20 minutes you know <laughs> my god um where are we meant to be talking about top funny comedian this oh, is just shit. occurred this to me this is a mr bean podcast right oh, no. oh yeah do you oh, guys no. have anything else to say about Top Funny Comedian? Oh, God. Um, um, Patreon. Terrible film. Yeah, it's really bad. Like, Bean is in it so little. He's, like, not in it at all. Guys, I can't uh, believe that we have done this two weeks in a row now. Oh, uh, f- we're such fucking fucks. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do we have the uh, the Patreon music? <laughs> So our Ooh. Patreon shoutouts. Uh, Adam Redmond. Adam Redmond. Friend of the show, Mrs. H. Mrs. Mrs. H. Jack Kavanagh. Jack Kavanagh. And the man, the myth, the legend, Andy Kinsella. Andy Kinsella. If you want a shout out at this section of the show, go to patreon.com forward slash freebeansaladpod uh, and donate $5 or more. There's lots of rewards there. You can donate any amount you want, any amount. Not six seriously dollars, appreciated. Uh, but yeah, if you uh, want to find us online, you can find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. We are at freebeansaladpod. That is the number free. Uh, you can also email us at... Uh, freebeansaladsociety at gmail.com that is the word free we should be way more consistent about this uh, <laughs> sure send us to your friends if you think we're worth listening to for some reason every bit post of promotion helps post us on your helps. favorite subreddit post us on your favorite subreddit share us to your twitter feeds uh, put us on your myspace page burn us uh, to a dvd and put it in your local uh, charity shop I mean yeah do that sure look I'll buy it <laughs> Make fan posters and put them around your local area. Uh, uh, throw out flyers during a ticker tape parade to avoid local litter laws. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and use, unless... um, a, use illegal software to download us to your computer and then re-edit the entire podcast yourself. You don't have to use... A, you could just download them. Like you, do, 
<laughs> you don't have to do it. You can do it legally, like with a with a mouse click. That wasn't the instruction. <laughs> we are now on Pirate Bay. Does Pirate Bay still exist? I don't uh, think so. No. Sure, pretty sure proxies of it still exist. Yeah. Not that I'd know or um, anything. We are now streaming live on the um, uh, Discovery Channel. Farewell. Farewell. <laughs> you But you have to like fade in the the actual title into that <laughs> like we've been doing the last couple of weeks.